Thank you for listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. This week's episode of The Reverse Stick is split into two parts, basically because we've talked for too long and the file's a little bit big. So in the first part, which you are listening to now, you'll hear us give our season review on the field, and part two will contain our season review off the field. Please do enjoy the reverse stick, and remember, this is just part one. You'll find part two the same place you found part one. This week on the reverse stick, we take a look at the year that's passed, the year ahead, and some of the issues that have been floating around the hockey world. Yes, greetings, welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee and joining me, my co-host, Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? Matt, Matt, my podcast mate. Where, oh, sorry, we are. Oh, what are you doing? I was just um, writing up my CV. Oh, is there a job going? Well, I think there might be. Oh, we'll get on more of that a bit later on. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm feeling a bit warm today, actually, just for uh, our listeners in the uh, Northern Hemisphere, just to let you know. It's a nice 34 degrees down in here, down here in Perth today, and uh, as soon as I finish up here, I'm off to the beach. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer in this uh, cardboard box we record this show. It is, so we'll crack on, <laughs> and uh, before we lose too many fluids and have to replace them with other fluids, eh? Uh, carbohydrate loading. Yes. Now, uh, how are you doing anyway, John? I'm fine. Good, good Christmas? Good, yeah, good Christmas, yeah. Excellent. Good. Family were health, healthy and happy. No, everybody was sick, but that's <laughs> part of the course for this time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but no, lovely, lovely time spent with the family and uh, all eyes were off hockey for at least oh, 16 hours. Did uh, <laughs> did you get it? What did Santa bring you? Oh, some lo- oh, nice pair of pants, those nice ones with a little, uh, uh, you can uh, zip off the, the lower half of them and wear them as shorts. Uh, sorry, trousers for the, uh, once again, for the Northern Hemisphere there. Um, nothing seedy going on. Um, oh, nice, uh, some new music. Oh, uh, first bit of new music. The wife took a punt and uh, bought me the Sleaford Mods album. Uh, finding it most enjoyable. Oh, I don't know who they are, but you'd I'm abs- sure I'll be finding out. No, Is that ab- the racket going on when yes. you pulled out at the front? <laughs> you'd, you'd absolutely hate it. <laughs> okay, uh, and I'd like to thank my daughter for my Christmas present this year. And what was that? Uh, 300 tea bags. It was the biggest box she could buy. Ah, that's love. Uh, she knew what way to get to her dad's heart, that's for <laughs> sure. Oh, well, this week, it's the end of the year coming up, and we thought we'd take a look back over the year that's been in the world of hockey, as well as looking forward to 2018, because it will be a big year for hockey this year. And a lot will be going on both on and off the field. But to start with, we'll take a look back at 2017, shall we? And uh, we've managed to drag down the calendar from the FIH website to help us achieve this this afternoon. And there was well, a, bit a little bit of research, a little bit of research done as well. There, check, oh, yes. check your paperwork out. Yeah, I've got some research here as well. Um, but we'll start back in January of 2017, and the year did kick off uh, in Africa actually with a Cup of Club Championship. But the big first big event of the year was the World League Round Two. Uh, the first of those happening in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. That's right. Um, so uh, I, the Irish were triumphant there in the final against the host nation, Malaysia 3-0. Italy finishing third and Wales uh, in fourth, with Anna Flanagan finishing the tournament top scorer with 12 goals and also winning the player of the tournament ro- um, award. So uh, some great stuff there 
uh, from the Irish girls. Alicia McFerrin also got the goalkeeper of the tournament there. Um, similar sort of time, we had the Euro indoors going on in Lisbon for the uh, for the boys and in Vienna for the girls. Poland beat Austria in the men's uh, 5-4 in the final. Russia having a 7-1 win against Belarus. And in the women's uh, Czech Republic, or Czechia, they had a 1-0 win in the shootout over Belarus. And Russia, 3-2 winners over in the shootout over Switzerland in the third, fourth playoff there. So that was the big tournaments taking place. Now, there were lots of other things going on, some... Um, Internationals and round robins and a lot of indoor uh, stuff going. Yeah, on. some indoor Euro stuff indoors. going on. Um, but we'll 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 stay kind of focused on the on the, the big main tournaments. Events. But yeah. there was another event that happened at the beginning of the year that we might not see. We might see. We don't know whether we'll see. And that's the Hockey India League that took place in various venues around India from the 22nd of January to the 26th of Feb. That's right. So well, Ka- we'll probably talk about that later in the program. Yeah, Kalinga Lankers. Kalinga Lankers. Kalinga Lancers. The uh, the winners of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they play at the Kalinga Stadium which you may have seen on your screens very recently with the Hockey World League Finals for Men in Babaneshwar. OK, moving ahead now into February uh, and it's World League Round 2 continuing for both the men and the women yes, which indeed, takes indeed. it through to uh, sometime mid-April. So Hockey World League Round 2 for the women uh, was in Valencia those that listened last week might have been waiting for the uh, the orange answer. Of course, they are Washington Navels and Valencia oranges. That's your two main types of orange that are um, produced worldwide. Navels. We've, naval base is here. It is. It's, and Valencia is in Spain. It's funny that, hey? We should build a hockey's turf at Naval Base. Anyway, off you go. So the Spanish girls, they were triumphant there on home soil, uh, beating Poland in the final and Scotland... Uh, beat Ukraine in the third, fourth playoffs there. Um, like I said, there was also various test matches and Tri-Nations tournaments. There was the uh, African Hockey Federation President's Cup going on as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, not too much on uh, last February, whereas we're going to have a lot more coming up this February. Uh, April, there's some World Masters games happening. The men's indoor and women's indoor Asia Cups were held as well during April and uh, in Qatar at Doha. Uh, four Nations going on as well and the Aslan Shah Cup was played uh, at the end of April beginning of May with Australia hey, hang on. Oh. Uh, mate, you've skipped the whole of March there oh did I? yeah oh I did too well you better go through a whole so of we've March. got all the Hockey World League round two for men taking place in March so in Dhaka and Bangladesh Belfast in Ireland and Takarigua in Trinidad and Tobago um, the first one that kicked off was in Bangladesh and Malaysia were 5-3 winners in the shootout over China and Egypt finished third with a 5-1 win over Oman in Belfast the home nation Ireland 4-2 winners in the shootout over France um, France had gone um, unbeaten up until that point in, the, in that tournament as well I believe so they put in a really great effort and obviously that took them forward to the Hockey World League semi-finals later on in the year uh, Scotland beat Wales 4-0 in the third fourth playoff there and then in TNT Japan were 2-1 winners over Canada in the final USA uh, 2-1 winners on the shootout over Russia in the third fourth playoff now uh, just quickly the top goal scorer in TNT there was Japan's Kenta Tanaka with nine goals. In Belfast it was Michael Korper from Austria with eight goals. And in Dakar it was Johnny Bozio from Ghana with 13 goals. And, you know, that's not a bad effort there from Johnny Bozio. 13 goals and from a side that didn't make the top four. Uh, so he's obviously one to look out for the future. Um, Tanaka took also the best player award in, in TNT. Best young player was Tariq Marcano from the home nation and goalkeeper was Brandon Caress of the USA. 
in Belfast, Alan Forsyth, uh, Scotland, seven goals there, um, got him the player of the tournament, Johnny McKee from Ireland, junior player, and David Hart, we'll mention him again later on, is, uh, was the goalkeeper of the tournament there. Not too much information I can find out of Daco, I did see that Du Teleke from China was the player of the tournament. Okay, we've got through April as well then. <laughs> Previously, uh, oh, did you get to the last of the women's world league? So that's that's in April. Yeah. So yep. the hockey world league round two, the final round of that was in West Camp, Vancouver in Canada, and India won three one three one over Chile in the shootout there. Belarus four two winners over Uruguay in the third fourth playoff, and already we've mentioned Belarus quite a few times, and that's obviously a sign that that's a, a good developing hockey nation there. Uh, top goal scorer at the tournament was uh, Brienne Stairs with ten goals. And uh, Rita Batura of Belarus was player of the tournament. Denise Kremerman of Chile, junior player of the tournament. And the Indian goalkeeper, Zavita, was the best keeper of the tournament there. And uh, squeezed in there as well. We had some Euro Hockey League going on at the same time. Then we get to the Masters Games, the Asia Cup indoor competition. And finally, the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup at the end of April. Yeah, so the indoor games in, in Doha on the men's side, Iran were 10-1 winners over Kazakhstan in the final with Qatar 5-3 winners over Uzbekistan in the third-fourth playoff there. Of note, the uh, Iranian player Hamid Nuranian uh, notched 16 goals in the tournament there, so he's certainly going to be one to look out for in the upcoming World Cup in Germany and uh, on the women's side of things Kazakhstan 2-0 winners over Malaysia in the final and uh, Thailand 3-1 winners over North Korea in the third fourth playoff now you mentioned Sultan Aslan Shah there I did um, so a lot of full strength size taking place uh, last year in, in the tournament and GB were the winners with a 4-3 win over Australia in the final India beating New Zealand 4-0 in the third fourth playoff and uh, June well, May and June were pretty well given over to Euro, a lot of Euro hockey happening during those months. Uh, in fact, it was all predominantly <laughs> Euro hockey, club hockey. Uh, there was a Three Nations tournament going on in June, uh, Belgium, Germany and India. Uh, but basically, June took us all the way through with the Euro hockeys before some Four Nations at the beginning of... at Four Nations in the middle of June with uh, China, Germany, Ireland and Korea playing the women's there before the World League semi-finals for both men and women. First up, the men played in London and the women in Brussels. That's right, and uh, it ended up being double Dutch delight across both of the tournaments there in the, the semis. On the men's side of things, the Netherlands absolutely spanked Argentina 6-1 in the final there. Um, England finishing third with a 4-1 win over Malaysia. Seems to be a bit of a pattern, and as you'll hear coming up, the <laughs> third place finishes for England. And of course, quite notably in the tournament there, Canada pipped India 3-2 in that fifth, sixth playoff game. Um, India did not have a great tournament. They obviously lost to Canada there. They lost to Malaysia within the group stages. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite what they would have hoped for. Oh, we'll be talking more about that a little bit we later certainly on. Will. It wasn't good on or off the field. And for the women's side of things, in Brussels, Netherlands 2-0 winners over China. Bit of a surprise package getting that far. China in the tournament and uh, so they finished second and NZ beat Korea 1-0 in the third fourth playoff Italy went down 3-1 to Australia in that fifth sixth playoff and that was probably the big upset there was the Chinese beating Australia um, it cost them too yes yeah yeah and uh, yeah they missed out on the um, the hockey Roos missed out on the hockey world league finals as a result yep, I did uh, there was also some four nations going on in Hamburg with Austria, Germany, Ireland and Spain playing at the Indoor Africa Cup that was played in 
can you pronounce that? Because yeah, yeah, of course Namibia. I can. I can say Namibia. Swakopmund. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Um, Namibia, South Africa, and Zimbabwe playing uh, the men's and women's tournaments there. Uh, we also had. Well, the big, the big upset there, oh, John. Of course, yes. was that um, Namibia won two one uh, in the women's final on the shootout against South Africa, and they weren't the fancied team there in the tournament. And um, from talking to Tyron Jabu Barnard a couple of weeks ago, he said after the um, the last round game between Namibia and and South Africa, um, which South Africa won. The coach of Namibia had the, the girls of the Namibian side training till midnight, one o'clock in the morning and uh, really working on their corners and, uh, yeah, pounded them, really did pound them and they went out the next day and they, they had a, a tight, tense encounter with South Africa and got the win and subsequently a place in the World Cup. Yeah, well done to them. It was a reverse on the other side, um, in the men's side with South Africa beating Namibia 2-1 in the final. Uh, there's also some Africa youth games going on at that time. Uh, rounding out July, though, was the second round of World League semi-finals, both men and women, and they both played in Johannesburg. Yes, they did, and like we, we spoke before, we like it where you can get both tournaments yeah. sort of back-to-back. Um, I guess uh, the the big winners there were the USA on the women's side with a 3-2 win over Germany in the shootout in the final. Certainly wouldn't have been one of the favourites for the tournament there. England beating Argentina in that third, fourth spot, 5-2. Just on the the individual awards there, Uh, Melissa Gonzalez of USA, she was the player of the tournament. Jackie Briggs, the goalkeeper from the USA, also was keeper of the tournament. Uh, Jill Whitmer of the USA, top goal scorer with five goals. And Nike Lorenz of Germany, the junior player of the tournament. Onto the men's side of things, Belgium, uh, a fantastic 6-1 win in the final over Germany, Australia, a big 8-1 win over Spain in the third, fourth playoff, and the Aussies would have been pretty upset by n- of not making the final there, but they, they lost out to Belgium in the semis, 2-1. Um, player of the tournament there was Mats Grambusch of Germany, goalkeeper from Spain, Kiko Cortes, uh, best junior player Arthur Van Doren and Tom Bone top goal scorer with seven goals there um, I did just miss out before the the individual awards from the other semi-finals there John so in Brussels Kujia uh, of China was the player of the tournament Lauren Larink junior player Martina Chirico goalkeeper of the tournament and in London for the men Gonzalo Payet was uh, top scorer with 12 goals also player of the tournament goalkeeper of the tournament was Malaysia's Kumar Subramanyam and uh junior player was Thierry Brinkman. Do you know how you pronounce Matt Allen in Chinese? How do you say that? Um, I'll have to look it up. We'll get the Google Translate. Well, it'll be the other way around for a start. What? Uh, Allen Matt. But that's fine. Oh. That's fine when you've got two first names. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving on with the hockey for the rest of July. Euro Hockey Juniors Championships filled out the rest of that month. And uh, some Euro Hockey Nations as well. Then we get uh, to August and the first of the Confederation Cups for the year. Of course, it's a it was a World Cup qualification year, so all of the Confederations Championships were coming around and all had something to play for, being a spot in the World Cup. The first of those, the Pan American Cup, played at Spooky Nook, Lancaster, the US. And that's right. You might remember, if you're a regular listener, that we spoke to Simon Hoskins, the CEO of U- CEO of USA Field Hockey just on the eve of the tournament and he gave us a great insight into the build-up and uh, the hard work that they put in there 
great tournament. Got to watch all of it online, which was superb. Argentina were victorious in both the men's and the women's tournaments. A 4-1 win in the women's over Chile. And uh, a 2-0 win over Canada in the men's. And third, the USA finished third in both the men's and the women's tournaments. For in the, On the women's side, a 2-1 win over Canada. And on the men's, a 3-0 win over Trinidad and Tobago. Um, individual awards there. Uh, on the men's side, David Carter from Canada was goalkeeper of the tournament. Uh, Paredes and Payet of Argentina both scored seven goals apiece. Tariq Marcano, second mention, junior player of the tournament, and Matias Paredes, the player of the tournament. On the women's side of things, uh, Claudia Schuller of Chile was the keeper of the tournament. Uh, junior player Maria Paula Ortiz of Argentina. Denise Krimerman, second mention there, of Chile was the player of the tournament with top goal scorer share between uh, Argentina's Noel Barrio Nuevo and Kathleen Sharkey of the US with five goals apiece. August also featured uh, the Four Nations Invitational in Terraza in Spain and some more Euro Hockey Nations before the second of the Confederations, the Africa Cup of Nations, got underway. No, no, no. Oh. The Euro Hockey Championships, the Rubberbank Euro Hockey See, Championships. These, these are in the wrong order. The Euro, I've got them back to front on my calendar here. Yeah, because it was a, a, a day's different, but I actually think the African Cup of Nations was put back from that original sheet that you were oh, looking okay. at. There was so a we'll go with the Euros. We'll, we'll go with the Euros. So uh, they were in Amsterdam. They were in Amsterdam. What a fantastic tournament played right. at the Wagner Stadium. Awesome hockey. Um, oh, just, yes, yeah, some incredible stuff, particularly the, the Dutch Belgian games, which oh, were, yeah. you know, mouth watering, um, uh, competitions there. And, uh, so we mentioned before that double Dutch, so that it was the, uh, uh, the Netherlands 4-2 winners over Belgium on the men's side of things and 3-0 winners over Belgium on the women's side. Uh, England finished third in both men's and women's. 4-2 win and a 2-0 win over Germany respectively there. And uh, top performers in the, the tournament there we had... Here we go, let's have a look at all of this research, paperwork... <coughs> Arthur Van Doren um, from Belgium, the player of the tournament, Jorik Kroon, junior player, uh, Mirko Preusser, top goal scorer with six, and Vincent Van Asch, keeper of the tournament from Belgium. So they were the two finalists and, and they dominated the awards on the men's side. On the women's side, Holly Webb, or now Holly Pern Webb, was player of the tournament uh, from uh, GB. Pien Sanders from the Netherlands, junior player, uh, Ashling Duhug, goalkeeper of the tournament and top goal scorer just before was Begona Garcia ah, so the English hockey team is performing much like the England cricket team at the moment they're coming third as well no second but no how can what well, Australia's won three there's been a draw mate <laughs> they're coming third they haven't won a game yet <laughs> Some kind of logic in there, folks. Uh, slightly. Now, can we go? Oh on? no, no, we can't. No, no, we're not finished yet. In all oh, okay. Uh, very quickly, SEA Games, the Southeast Asia oh, Games, yes. took, took place in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, both indoor and outdoor hockey. On the men's side, the indoor and outdoor champions were Malaysia. On the women's side, outdoor champions Malaysia and Thailand were the indoor champions. Now, uh, do we go to the African Cup of Nations next? Hang on. You are, oh, I'm going back to my other list here. Oh, just to note as well, starting in August and running through into September, and now we're getting into September, there was the Junior Euros um, taking oh, place. Yeah. Now, and the different levels that go there, two and three championship levels. They were, yeah, but specifically the Junior Euros, the under-21s, the Netherlands finished top in both the men's and the women's there. Okay. And now, of course, before we skip on to October, don't forget there were two very important games played in September. Oh, there were, yes. Most notably, my team's victory, 4-3, um, with 
seven seconds left on the clock or something like that when the winner went in after being uh, 3-1 down early in the game so most notable I think probably you were 3-1 so. down with 10 minutes to play no about 16 yeah. minutes to go 16, yeah, yeah 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 and uh, turned it around from there and I still put my head down on my crisp white pillow at night and close my eyes and just think about that stroke hitting the back of the net the crowd going wild and Look, there's another flag in the uh, in the old uh, cabinet there. I feel a bit sorry for the bloke who had the dummy spit right at the very end. They got the red card. Yeah, look, you know, you tried <laughs> so hard and it's all crumbling around you, and just one little minute of insanity. He wasn't trying to hurt anybody or anything. It was just like this little bubble of frustration went pop. <laughs> well, the ball hit his foot on the line. He gave away a stroke, <laughs> and, and then threw his stick. <laughs> he wasn't a happy chappy, and and. There's almost a case there for, to have that red card rescinded and just say, yeah, sorry about that, big fella. It was, oh, we understand your frustration. Uh, we, we didn't insist that it, that it went on the card. You didn't? No. Oh, good. Good man. Um, let's work on now to the Pan African Game. No. African Oceania Cup. It was that next, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll, follow your, we'll follow your, um, your calendar. Into, uh, yeah, the Oceania, Oceania Cup took place in Sydney. Uh, we did also ha- actually have the Oceania Hockey hey, Fives happen before that. We're going to reverse for a second. There was another far more important game. What? what? Played the day before your grand Oh, well, of course. Oh, did you? Yes. Did you, did you play? Uh, oh, I was there on the card, my friend. My name was there. I was in my kit on the sidelines ready to go. So if five of my teammates had been injured, I'd have been out there. Regular listeners will remember that uh, John got injured in the semi-final in the game game beforehand, and he still hasn't picked up a stick yet. I haven't, and it's my finger is not the same shape it used to be. That's all right. It's, you, you'll be fine. Just get it stuck around. Right. Get it around a hockey stick, and we can tape your hand on there. Yeah, I'll, I've taped a few stubbies to it over the Christmas period, <laughs> so I don't see why a stick should be any different. Okay, now we can go to the Oceania Cup, Oceana which you already Cup. started mentioning. So. Real big surprise winners at the Oceania Cup this year, eh, John? Uh, yes, uh, the team that's never lost it won again, and the other team that I think's only lost it once won again. That's right, so we're not talking about Papua New Guinea here, we're obviously no. talking about Australia. I do find it strange that certainly on the men's side there is a dominance at the Oceania Cup over the Black Sticks, when that's not really the case at in big international tournaments, and they're always a real tough game. Look, they've definitely... Australia's definitely got the wood on the men's side over New Zealand, but that doesn't mean that New Zealand hasn't beaten them at different times over the years. But I think they, you know, it's going to have to be a really good day for New Zealand men and a really bad day for the Australian men to have it happen at a at a game like that, a yeah, final yeah. of a tournament. Now, of course, the the big story there was the amount of goals that were being shipped by Papua New Guinea, and the the eyes uh, of the yeah, hockey well, world were, were on and saying, "Well, look, should should there be a place for this in the game? This seems ridiculous." And and other people are saying, "Well, look, this is a fantastic opportunity for these guys to uh, come up against top quality opposition, and it only happens every couple of years." So you know, play on. They they want to be involved, and what a great experience for them. Well, otherwise, our Confederation Cup turns to a two-horse race, doesn't it? And in one side of the draw, it's probably only a one-horse race at this stage, at the moment. And, well, and, that, and, that's, and that's the wider debate, isn't it? Is, is, there, um, is there a need for Oceania hockey? I did um, make Well, there cup. is a need for it. It's how it's best implemented in the whole global world. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I did. Um, there was a post-up from FIH a few weeks ago on, on Twitter, and it, uh, it was talking about World Cup and then tagged in all the the um, confederations well all the confederations except for Oceania <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I did, make a, did make a comment on there and said oh looks like you've been forgotten already ok have we got through the uh, Oceania Cup or you got some 
no, no, Australia that's right. Yeah, Australia winning both. Yeah. Uh, okay, and both men and women. Next up would be the Asia Cup, and that was quite an interesting uh, tournament, despite the fact that we probably thought India would win, and they did win, but it was, yeah, it had some moments, very interesting moments in it. Yeah, um, I think Pakistan were probably one of the more disappointed sides. Um, well, they, they still finished they, third. They did finish third with a, a stonking 6-3 win over South Korea in the third, fourth playoff. Um, in India, a very tight 2-1 win over Malaysia. I thought Malaysia was superb in that tournament, and that was their first time of making the final of the uh, the Asia Cup. So that was, um, that, and that was also in Dhaka, wasn't it, there in, yeah, Bang- in Bangladesh? Bangladesh. Yeah, And can I say, that was one of the worst draw formats... Oh yeah, it was going, ridiculous. Uh, well, they, those guys, the they had pro- some rain interruptions, but what happened there with the, the whole draw on the rain interruption was a sham. Yeah, so those of you might, may remember that Malaysia was scheduled to be on the early game, the six o'clock game, um, to to play, and then India were due to be playing the eight. No, it was an early game. Um, yeah, Malaysia were on at three o'clock, weren't they? And, and India were on at say five thirty. Yeah, and uh, it was rained out. But rather than Malaysia being the, that game being the next one up. They got bumped out of the way, and India retained the the original spot um, for TV viewing figures. Malaysia then had to play afterwards, and uh, then had to play the next morning in the final. So it was a bit of a late night for those boys. They wouldn't have been getting home to bed till you know to the hotel at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and then bang up the next day to play in your first um, first Asia Cup final. And, and we should whinge about what effect that might have had on that tournament. Okay, the players went into everybody goes into it knowing, but it shouldn't be something that we allow to continue and we'll talk more about fixturing later. Well, no, but the big, the big thing with that tournament was that the um, semi-final games weren't fixtured until it was found out who was playing who and, yeah. and how the pools had finished up. And uh, it was all done for the purposes of television. It was a real case of selling our soul to a TV executive. Yeah. And that's never good for a sport. Um, okay, so we got through the Asia Cup goal scorers. You got any of that no. information? No. You sure? Have a look through your yeah, research. No. no, okay. I did about three hours of research, and then I got down to finding out the individual award winners for Asia Cup and Oceania Cup, and it wasn't um, that easily accessible on the FI8 site or the Nothing Asian is. hockey site, so I thought, nah, stop it. Okay, so we move on to the... Well, there was a Pan-American Indoor Cup played as well that gave Trinidad and Tobago their uh, qualification to the Indoor World Cup. That's right, on the, for, the, for the men's side of things. In October. And, of course, the Africa Cup of Nations was the... Oh, that's where it fits in. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but there were some date changes on that okay. when the, the stuff that you're looking at was originally um, posted up there. And, uh, of course, uh, South Africa winning, uh, beating Egypt on the men's side of things in the final there. And uh, South Africa women beating Ghana in the, the women's final. And uh, what was really happy to see was uh, Egypt doing well in the men's side of things. Well, yes, yeah. uh, but it was on, on, on home turf there for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, confederations need strong competition, and you, uh, we're seeing in Australia, it's not great to have a team that's so dominant. You know, it'll be, we need to encourage the African nations to improve. What was disappointing of that tournament, and I think we were probably one of the first people to break the news, was that Zambia yeah. um, weren't turning up to play. And, uh, but there was no announcement made until the day um, of the, the first games there. So didn't was it? They were playing South Africa, weren't they? Yes, and yeah, I yeah. think South Africa, the, their hockey federation, posted photos of them on social media warming up. For yes, the game. yeah, yeah. That was around 10 a.m. in the morning, and it used to be like a three a three o'clock game or something like that. So um, very disappointing for Zambian hockey there, and 
I haven't actually seen the outcome of the fines they may or may not have not received for this time around, but they were fined last time. Uh, but they just couldn't afford to get there, you know, <laughs> just couldn't afford to do it. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, the pan, uh, that was the African Cup of Nations. We move on now. There was a Sultan of Johor Cup played at, um, in Malaysia. Epo, yeah. The under 20. It was, well. Was it Ipoh? No, it wasn't Epo. No, no, it's in, uh, Johor Bahru. Um, That's right. Interesting tournament in the sense that uh, it's supposed to be an under 21 tournament, but it seemed like uh, there was a few primary school kids running out there at certain stages. It was stages. for the USA, unfortunately. Yeah. And there was a couple of 35 year olds playing for India, I think. <laughs> Probably. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on to the second of the Asia Cups, this time for. But great women. great coverage from the tournament there, something that your Cup. Our friend yes. Ashley Morrison uh, did a parallel. Um, English commentary and was supported by Mercy and Hockey. Yeah, Chris Sorella coaching. Chris Rella coaching. Curtin University in Malaysia. An extension in Malaysia yeah. to the co- and also the plumbing business. Who we ca- I can't remember the. Uh, we're really Great sorry. Plumbers. Ring Ashley Morrison. He'll yeah, tell you. And, and if it whoever that plumber is, they should ring us and we'll give them a plug next week with their problem. Give them a plug. Good here at the reverse stick. It's all gold. Uh, I reckon this tournament in Kaka Migahara in that's Japan. That's right. That's right. The, Ka- the Kawasaki, Kawasaki Stadium. At the Kawasaki Stadium, yeah. just down Honda Boulevard. That's right. Uh, I reckon. I, well, I can't really say much about it because I didn't see the tournament. But you know what? No one else got to see the tournament either. So I'm going to claim this was the best confederation tournament of the year, and no one can argue with me. <laughs> well, the Indians certainly wouldn't argue about it. Um, oh, fantastic result. Should we play our audio now or keep it for later? Well, let's put put a little bit of audio this, on now. So this is this is pre-tournament as we're previewing the the upcoming Asia Cup for Women. Yeah, and this is Jazz Prate Sani. Now, before I play this, because Jazz Prate will probably hear it, um, I I at the time agreed a hundred percent with what he had to say. I think uh, his realistic aim here will be to finish uh, maybe in top five, uh, which should be his aim as uh, the first tournament as coach of the Indian women's team. And if they finish in top five, I think the the Indian girls will feel much more confident about uh, the coming tournaments, that is, uh, the Commonwealth Games especially. It's a tough ask there, China, Japan, Korea, um, you know, three very, very good teams there. And it's, um, like you say, it would be a tough one to break into that top four there. Top five will will be an achievement. I will consider it as an achievement. Well, that's coming from India. Well, cons- consider that an achievement. <laughs> it's a big achievement. And uh, like I said, we agreed with Jazz Parade at the time. That's what we, you know, there were some really good hockey teams that they were going to be playing against. And they obviously played outstanding hockey. But Well, the three that I mentioned there were the other three of the top four with Indian finishing in uh, in first spot yeah. there. And they uh, won the final and it was a, um, on a shootout and it was a really exciting shootout. I was, I was, we got to got see it. I was, got, they got the highlights of it afterwards. And, uh, yeah, on somebody's camera phone or something <laughs> like that. But they were 5-4 winners over China um, on that shootout. And in the third, fourth playoff career um, once again not many goals scored but none conceded 1-0 winners over Japan oh yeah the Koreans have got, I think there's something brewing there in Korea once they get their goal scoring together probably kimchi uh, <laughs> boom boom um, now we'll move on shall we to the next tournament and uh, we've just got through that we also had the Women's Asia Challenge going on in Brunei at the same time as the uh, Women's Asia Cup that was it up until the uh, end of November, beginning of December, when we had the Hockey World League Finals. First up, the women were down in Auckland in New Zealand, and uh, 
well, let's say there was a bit of controversy around both of these tournaments. Controversy, how? Oh, with the, the fixturing. Although, I must say, we'll, we'll get onto the fixturing later. Or should I play my other grab, which is of uh, super guru coach, Mr. Matt Allen. Oh, you're um, too kind. Well, this... Maybe. No, I don't know that I'm that kind, actually. This is you. I think this is uh, in the during the Hockey World League semi-finals. The Netherlands have stayed true to the form book and as the world number one have uh, ended up champs at this stage of the semis and make their way through to the Hockey World League finals. They defeated the eighth-ranked side China 2-0 in the final with two goals courtesy of the uh, penalty corner from Kaya van Marsaka. She ended up top scorer of the tournament with seven goals and uh, yeah, the Dutch uh, really stamped their authority on the tournament. A little bit remarkable that the Chinese got to the final, seeing as they finished second bottom in their pool with two draws and two losses from the group stage. However, they grew in confidence as the competition went on. They had a surprise 2-0 win against the Australians in the quarter-final. They then went on to meet the Asian Confederation rivals Korea, who previously beat them 2-1 in the pool game. They beat them 3-0 and then faced up against the Netherlands in the final. They lost 2-0, obviously, against the Netherlands in the final. Now, you said that. Uh, after the Hockey World League semi-finals, okay? Now, in that is a germ of a theory that began with you and saw its full realisation at the Hockey World League finals. Well, it was, it was, it was there in the stars, wasn't it? We could just see that, that was how it's fixtured in that tournament and it was continuing on. Have a listen to this. We've got the full crossover though, haven't we? So, one, two, three, four plays against, yeah. four, three, two, one, um, other way around. So, you're still a chance for You're still a chance, it doesn't matter. Lose, lose three games. Uh, yeah. Lull the opposition, <laughs> opposition into a false sense of security. Um, try out a few different things and oh, then proven bam when it gets to the big games proven tactic at international level you reckon yeah why not yeah try something different I, I think a coach might think that but you're going to have a hard time talking your players into it <laughs> yeah. really hard time that was before the World League finals you brought that up have a listen to this one you laughed at me in last week's show with regard to maybe there being a tactic for a team to lose all of their pool, pool games and lull the opposition into a false sense of security well, we might just see that tonight with Argentina versus New Zealand. Well, yeah, you never know. And then following the uh, the tournament, we'll get the word here from the Supermaster Guru coach <laughs> who predicted, just about predicted the outcome of this tournament. So those that have listened in, my predictions were that I was expecting a, an Argentina versus Netherlands final. Um, but I also made the point two weeks running that it could be a masterstroke from a coach to lose the first three games of the tournament and then really turn it on when it got to the quarterfinals when it really mattered. And we saw that happen from New Zealand. They went all the way to the final, but they lost out 3-0 to the Dutch. It was a, um, a defeat, the same as the opening uh, game of the tournament. Um, but hey, you know, it's the coaches around the world have got to sit up and think about this now, haven't they? And I think they might have, as we saw in the Hockey World League final for men's. But, mate, I've got to hand it to you. You saw it coming. And uh, there was a lot of um, outbursts after the event. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not as if it was news. Was it? <laughs> it was all there to, to be seen beforehand. Now, um, as much as it, was, it could be read by coaches and potentially used to their advantage, it could also be read by the media as well. And this... Like, yeah, outpouring of grief that uh, this isn't fair and FIH, this is a joke and come on, you know, you know it's there whether you agree with it or not um, 
you can't just jump up and down when the inevitable happens. Well, let's go through those those uh, tournaments, shall we? Starting with the women in Auckland, uh, the Dutch. The ladies got up and they took out the title for this year. That was a three Potentially yeah. the last Hockey World League final. Yes. Well, we think it is the last Hockey Maybe. World League we'll final. Maybe. We'll get to that later. Um, no, we don't think it is the last Hockey World League final. Maybe. That's it. End of. Um, Did you just yeah, touch they, my wooden yeah. table? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were, uh, the Dutch were 3-0 winners um, over the home nation, the Netherlands there. It was New gr- Zealand. I'm sorry, <laughs> over the home nation, New Zealand there, and uh, well, it was kind of close. Yeah, okay. Historically, you went straight through no, the middle of the earth. There's some Middle Earth. Yeah, well, that is Auckland. Oh, uh, yeah. And boom, boom. <laughs> Once again, I don't know if we can get away with recycling the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, New Zealand coming from the bottom of their group and not Didn't winning any of their pool games. Probably got flogged in pool games. Um, but they lost four, yeah, I got it a little bit wrong um, on the last bit. They lost 4-0 in the opening game on the, the Friday night. And lost the final three. Yeah. Um, no, lost, lost the next two and then one game, beat Argentina, um, beat... England. Uh, yeah, and then... And uh, then lost to the Netherlands, but fantastic for the local crowd there. Oh, yeah. And that would be such a, a legacy. And that, when we spoke to John Whiting from Hockey New Zealand prior to the tournament, that was one of the things we spoke about. And one of the things that he was really hoping to get out of the tournament is that legacy for hockey locally and across New Zealand. So that you know, certainly achieved that, haven't they? Yeah, and and we saw when the Argentinians, after winning three pool games comfortably, getting knocked out in the quarterfinal stage by a team that hadn't won a game. I think a lot of people. Well, at least the hockey people are starting to have their say about what they want from tournaments and what they expect from tournaments, and hopefully the FIH has been listening. Well, we talked about it months ago with yeah. th- this... Um, well, you t- you, tournament to tournament, you just don't know what you're going to get. And uh, it would be nice to have... And I understand there have to be you know, some uh, modification for local scenarios and all of that going on, but... Yeah, we've talked before. We want to see if there are pools, there's got to be some jeopardy. So if you're finishing bottom of a pool, yeah. then that's it. You don't get to have another go at it. Did you can go and have a classification game on the pitch number three at nine o'clock on the Sunday morning no, when nobody's watching. You can go and sit in the stands and watch the real hockey players win yeah, things. Yeah, go and watch some good hockey players. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd be saying as a coach. Get stuck in your players about performance, you know. This yeah. idea that you just run around playing games and, oh, yeah, okay, we've got... Anyway, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, did no, you I read think... Orch's piece on this subject? Yes, I did, yeah. You did? Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't. Did you? No. Well, he doesn't listen to our bloody podcast. Why should I read his... You listen to an episode and tell us one thing we've said, Simon, and I'll read your articles, mate. There's bloody... <laughs> You may have listened to it because there's a a few similar um, comments within the piece that were brought up on our show a couple of weeks before. And the piece piece that we wrote about a month ago, is that the one? No, we're not jealous, you know, if you you read or listen to what we're saying. Just because he gets paid for his bloody opinions. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to take a little bit, that's fine, just take Uh, it. (laughs) Hey, it's all right, folks, we're going to have to... Face up to him at training at some well, stage. We're going to uh, we'll, we'll have a sponsor on board in the next couple of weeks, and those thanks to those of you that joined in on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram forward slash the Reverse Stick for our win an episode competition. Now, if you follow us on those social media sites, you would have seen the draw at one minute to midnight on Christmas Eve, and that was broadcast live on Instagram. And uh, John, do you want to let the listeners that don't follow us on social media know who the winner was? And the winner of the sponsorship pack is Boss F Hockey. 
So congratulations to Boss F Hockey, and of course we'll be in touch very soon and work out uh, getting you on the show and getting your sponsorship of the show up and running. And of course anybody out there that's interesting interested in getting involved with sponsoring the show you can contact either john or myself it's john at the reverse stick.net or matt at the reverse stick.net drops a line and before we move on we've still got one tournament to finish we off. have indeed the men we didn't get to the men which was an interesting tournament because i thought of the rain delays and a couple of games there that i really enjoyed because they were slug fests where the athletes had to really grind it out yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? There was lots of other reasons why athletes had to grind it out as well, though. Well, there was being ground out off the field. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there was a fair, fair bit of sickness around, which affected some teams, most notably, and I guess the most high-profile pro, high was that third-fourth playoff game between India and Germany, where Germany only had 12 fit players, and one of those 12, or two of the 12, were goalkeepers. So we saw the incredible Mark Apple goal, uh, the only goal of the game for the Germans, in their 2-1 defeat to India. Goal of the year. Fair bit of raid around in that. Oh, yeah, goal of the year. Well, Absolutely. You know, for, no, certainly, hands down. certainly for everyone who's in the hashtag goalkeepers union. And, uh, yeah, super stuff. But, so India had to work for it there. They certainly did. Um, not the and, best and, of tournaments for them. Uh, and let's face it, England got smashed by it because it's not just the fact that a bloke's sick on day X and, you know, you've got a rest, you might have a rest day and then play, be playing the day after. He might be available, but if he's just had a stomach virus, yeah. he's, he's knackered. He's gone for the time. But he's not, not, a, not at peak, peak no, fitness. Nowhere near it. And, no. you know, the, the Netherlands copped a little bit of it too, didn't they, I believe? Yeah, Netherlands, Germany. Well, Netherlands, Netherlands and England were in the same hotel. And, and we should make point out that we're not drawing any, I'm not, I don't know, you might like to, uh, I'm not drawing any great, um, bow with this and India and all the rest of that sort of stuff because we've had uh, the Australian cricket team falling sick in Melbourne during the middle of a Boxing Day test. We've had players going down there. So, you know, sickness can happen and when you're living in close, confined quarters... Sorry, do you, think, like that, do you think that's got anything to do with the stuffing? Or was what? it just England that had the stuffing? Oh, no, England was stuffed before they got here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, there were lots of issues around the, the Hockey World League for men um, in a dish state, and uh, there are rumblings going on. Apparently, there are players that are still sick now. Uh, that's two, really? th- two, three weeks after the tournament, which isn't great. And so, uh, you know, I've heard that there are some nations, well, certainly we've heard that there's accommodation shortages, there's and we've mentioned that before. That, yeah. And there are quite a few nations that are contemplating uh, whether they're prepared or not to be involved in the tournament this time next year. Wait and see, and that'll be coming up next year, I suppose. Let, what, do we get through the... Big year of hockey result? before then. Uh, results, results. What did we, just, did did, we not just do that? Didn't you tell us that Australia won? Yes, Australia had a 2-1 win in the final did. over Argentina to, Argentina to win the Hockey World League. They didn't lose on the way there, but there was no big results. Um, you know, they had a draw against the Indians. Three draws in the, in the yeah, pool games. That's right. Um, so, you know, once again, maybe the new coach there, Colin Batch, uh, was listening to the show and thought, OK, the reverse stick boys have got this worked out already. Perhaps we should take note. Um, You're right across that, aren't you? Yes. So... Uh, 2-1 win in the final, and what a fantastic game it was, and a real battling defensive performance from Australia in the last five, six minutes there, where there's an absolute barrage coming at them from Argentina. A um, little bit of luck as well <laughs> went Australia's way, but fully deserving of winning the Hockey World League final, and uh, yeah, taking back the world number one ranking spot for what that's worth. <laughs> And
And just a reminder from the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, this is part one of a two-part Reverse Stick podcast, episode number 29. It's a little bit big, this file, so we had to split it into two parts. You can find part two in the same place you found part one.